Welcome to Tech This Way. Hi, I'm Ran. Hey, hey, Lex. Hey, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for dialing in. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, how, how. <laughs> Wait, so, are you in a classroom or something? No, I'm not. I'm in my living room. <laughs> oh, that's my kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So where are you uh, dialing in from? Uh, in, in, in Munich, Germany. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How's, uh, how's the lockdown in Munich or is it better in Germany? Uh, the, the, I mean, everybody encouraged to, to stay at home, work from home. Uh, uh, and also, I mean, I think we are not as strict as in Italy or, or, or even in Malaysia that police have to check everything when you go out or something. Not, not, not really. It's just that uh, if you're living in, in, in the same place, then you can go out. Uh, you can go out with your separate people that you will live together. And if you have family from other place, also fine. But you mm. can't hang out with friends or the one that you don't related or you're not living together. And gathering more than two people is not allowed as well. I see. So obviously, everybody works from home as well. Eh? Yeah, but some of the work, you can work from home. So you have mm. to go to office. So they are mm. still allowed to go to office. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's, I, think, I think not as strict as in Italy. Yeah. So Italy I well guess, yeah, they've had it bad. Eh? I think in Malaysia, yeah. it's pretty good controls. Um, yeah. Probably sounds I like it's more, so, yeah. more strict than in, in Germany. Yeah, more stricter. Mm. Yeah. And 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 uh, I think Italy you need like a paper to go out, you know. Yeah, if you don't have a paper, you are not allowed. Or obviously, it it considered illegal. Yeah. So you need like have a like a like a paper that saying you are doing what thing, and then they yeah. will check and scan everything. Yeah, I guess similar. Anyway, it's followed. So, follow. so we uh so anyway, thanks again for for coming in. So CEO of uh, Motions Cloud. Yeah. Um. So we'll let's work our way back to to Munich uh, and find out more about you've had a you've had a fairly interesting you know education and kind of work in the in the last what I don't know ten years kind of thing why don't you why don't you start how how was your journey from from Malaysia somewhere and ending up in Munich Sure, I mean the journey is kind of long. <laughs> we've, got time. Can... we've got time. We've got time. Yeah, yeah, but I can share. So uh, I'm originally from Malaysia, uh, Penang, uh, Penang Butterworth. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I live in the mainland. Uh, I mean, if you, uh, if you all know, call a school called Chongling Butterworth. Yeah. So it's one of the famous, uh, famous primary, uh, secondary school in in in, uh, in Penang Butterworth. Mm. And and yeah, I just live next to it. So, but I'm not studying there. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm not <as> okay. <laughs> I'm not a. Uh, I'm not oh, a smart anyway. kid at that time. <laughs> I just lived next to it, and then, uh, but then I went to the uh, SMK uh, SMK Baganjaya. Mm. So that's uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, uh, that's a yeah, that's a national school. That was my secondary school, and and of course, uh, when I was in primary, uh, I was in Lihua. It is uh, it is a Chinese uh, Chinese uh, yeah, uh, Chinese space. Uh, mm. Chinese uh, yeah, primary school. Yeah. So so that's how I improved my. <laughs> Learn proper Chinese <laughs> in Chinese language, and then after that, uh, I also uh, in, in, yeah, in a national school. And in that time, I mean, my family background is not not as I mean, I think it's just a normal family background. Mm. Yeah, and then we yeah we love dreams, we love a, a lot of things. Yeah, so yeah, so I I was uh, I was in Penang Butterworth, and the, the first time I left the left the city was I, I got I got accepted to uh, metric matriculations in Kedah, Changlong. Uh, okay. That's how I do like a pre-university thing mm. before I went to UM uh, during student right. year. Mm. And, uh, and one of the things that I always uh, always think that it is the future is the technology. Mm. So I, I got in the it, it, electrical engineering and also telecommunication engineering in, in UM. Yeah. Mm. So that was the that was the first time I was I was in KL also. Mm. I live in KL. Right. Over over five years, so I see I, I know quite quite a, a bit of care as well. Yeah. Uh, and then 
yeah, and then during this university, it was a uh, it was a good experience because I'm never in a big big city, like mm. like KL, and a lot of opportunities, a lot of things, a lot of noise, of course, as well. Yeah, there's a lot of mm. things happening in KL, and 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 my so entrepreneurship is actually pretty new to me. I never know about entrepreneurship, nothing nothing much about it. Mm. But then only after I get to know in university, I get a lot of programs, a lot of KL, and KL is quite entrepreneurial uh, city as well. So, so yeah, so I, I explore a bit about ent- entrepreneurship, but that is that is not really starting my entrepreneurship journey after I have a chance to go out from Malaysia. So mm. that uh, in a, during my university time, I I was I I got a scholarship to study in South Korea, mm. uh, and, and an exchange student program in South Korea. Yeah. So oh, it's a Southeast Asian scholarship program. Mm. So they choose, I think, top four candidates in each country of Southeast Asia, mm. and then, uh, and then, uh, through us, a uh, full scholarship to in South Korea in Daejeon. So Daejeon, I mean, you probably don't know what, 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 what no. uh, which city is Daejeon. Yeah. Oh, Seoul, right? So I know Gangnam, China, I know Gangnam. That's about it. Busan, yeah. <laughs> Gangnam is a, it is like a small district in Seoul, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they join nobody know because it, it is a tech center. It's a technology state. Yeah, so a lot of uh, mm. tech, new technology actually there. I I see the R and D is in there, John. So we were getting we exchange. So the program is called ASEAN Future Leader Millennium Leader Program mm. uh, for ICT. Mm. So I was there. So I was like, okay, well, I got this opportunity. I leave UM, and of course, before I leave UM, there's a lot of things. Uh, I mean, I I'm still in the program, but I had to pause like for a year. But you know, like as a student, you was like, oh my god, I need to delay one year graduate. Is this a good decision or is it a bad decision? <laughs> Nobody knows, right? But mm-hmm. I was like, okay, why not? It's a good opportunity. Delay is delayed. I, I, either I grab the opportunity or I delay one, right? So mm-hmm. I said, okay, I grab the opportunity, I go. College is paid. So I was there. I learned a lot about te- technology because South Korea is one of the high technology uh, mm-hmm. countries in the world, right? They have uh, internet penetration, I think. 98% and 98% of the population, I think maybe close to there, actually have internet access compared to- What about country. what about language? How did you cope with that? Yeah, I mean, language, of course, uh, it, it is not easy at the beginning, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, uh, because we, this is a scholarship program, we have a very, a very good, uh, good, how to say, uh, relocation agency, yeah? Mm. Or, or, yeah, or the international program of the university mm. is very, very good. That actually help us really settle down in South Korea. Yeah. So so there's there's always a buddy system like that they speak good English, helping mm, us in okay. South Korea, like all the administrative stuff. Because it is like a we feel like, like a VIP actually because because the program is very good. <laughs> they mm-hmm. they really treat us very well, make sure we are comfortable and everything, yeah. And then yeah, so those I learned a lot about South Korea. But one thing that I want to mention about South Korea is South Korea, I think in the past, it was an uh, underdeveloped country because mm. of the war. Yeah. Mm. And then that time, they they seeing Southeast Asian country as an idol. They want to be like a Southeast Asian country. And one of them is Malaysia. They want to be like Malaysia because this is one of the top growing countries. And this is, this is when you were there. That was only what, what 10, 10 years ago? No, oh, it was 2009. Yeah, it was mm. yeah, yes, well, 10 eleven years ago. Years ago. Oh, <laughs> 10, yeah, yeah. So, but that. So this is this is before time, this is before K-pop and the the the, the birth of no, all no, no. of these Korean. That time is very 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 advanced in South Korea. <laughs> ah, in South Korea yeah. but Outside, yeah. I guess not yet. Outside right? a little bit already. At least in Southeast mm. Asia, yeah, but not in the not in the not in Asia, not in UK or US mm, yet. Mm. Yeah. But yes, but that right. time South Korea is already very well developed compared to Malaysia. Yeah, but I was talking about the history. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So South Korea, I think. Okay, we want to be like Malaysia. This is one of the top growing countries in Southeast Asia. Mm. So we want to be like either like Malaysia, yeah, because that time after the war, they are very poor right, and so on. Mm. So, but then because of they choose the right policy, the South Korea grow exceeded Malaysia every ten years probably. Yeah. I, I'm not sure yeah. now how many years, but yes, South Korea is on the top right now, one of the devil countries. Yeah. I mean, they are at par with Japan, right? Yes, yes. Mm. So, so that was I was like, I was like, wow, how's that possible, right? Mm. So there's one lecturer, a uh, professor, actually telling us because of the policies, because of the policy that set it right at the beginning, so it enabled the growth of South Korea and also have a lot of support from the US. Yeah. Mm. 
So that time I was like, oh my God, technology is one of the way in the future. Technology is the future that will actually uh, majority of, I mean, right now we are operating in, in all technological environment as possible in the whole country, any, any, any place, any angle of our life, right? Perfect. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you see technologies. So that time I was like, wow, technology is, it, it is the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from that time, my entrepreneurship mindset suddenly turned off, turned turn on, sorry, turned on. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of entrepreneurship in South Korea. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I think I can do this also in Malaysia. So mm-hmm. after one year I came back, I was like, wow, what I learned from South Korea is, it's tremendous, yeah. Mm. And, when you uh, say there's a lot of entrepreneurship in South Korea, what do you mean? Do you do you see your your fellow students going into business, or do you see a lot of people going setting up their companies? What what did you actually see? So uh, I think they have entrepreneurship, uh, the entrepreneurship uh, class, only for entrepreneurship. Yeah. Mm. So you you can uh, well, it's just elective, but entrepreneurship class. And the way that how they how they educate people is different because they invited the top CEO or top founders came to the university give the talk you get inspiration wow how is possible even you are somebody you are nobody mm. you still can be an entrepreneur you can be successful yes ideas yeah there's no uh, how to say no uh, no barriers that you just need to do it and so on mm. so they provide different kind of courses yeah at that time. So I was like, wow, that is, that is very, very, very interesting. And also the government also that time also started to support entrepreneur, new entrepreneurship and so on because internet is so advanced. The opportunity just, you know, it suddenly you just can reach to many users through the internet because 90, yeah. 98% yeah. of penetration of internet, right? Mm. So you see the opportunity is different. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I think those are some side of the education part and also government, government part that mm. encourage entrepreneurship in the country that time yeah. so yeah and, and one of the thing i also want to mention when i was in south korea is when i was in south korea they, we also visited a, a, a high technology government secretive uh, uh, uh facility r d facility we yeah. already see something that is that will happen in the future that's already developed in the r d center so it was like wow mm. like for example one of the things uh, a glass newspaper, you know, a, a newspaper that is made in glass mm. that is foldable, and they can they, they they can appear the 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 news on the glass mm. like transparently, and that is already there in South Korea in the research center. Of and this it, is it you're saying provide. what it's a it's like a a, a, a top yeah. secret a government facility. Yes. Wow. Because it it, it it is a I mean it's not a top secret but it's like a research center, but we cannot. Take picture and so on. Yeah, ah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about it, yeah. Secure, but, like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, very secure. Yeah, and then, mm. and then, yeah. So I was like, wow, that is crazy. Yeah, I was like, wow, it's already in place. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah. So I was like, okay, there must be possibility that we can help in Malaysia when I came back. So, so after I came back to Malaysia, so I continued my master, I continued my bachelor degree in technical business, communication, electrical engineering, and then I was like, wow, I, I start to do some entrepreneurship. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so. So uh, I remember that I joined uh, M- MCC mobile or uh, mobile mobile challenge competitions that are organized by Maxis. Mm. Yeah, that time they have some competitions. So I think we we won second second place or something. Yeah, mm. and then and then we actually talked to investor, we talked to some potential customer and so on. Yeah, with some ideas. But that time entrepreneurship in Malaysia or in KL is still not like Silicon Valley or like in Korea or like any other developed country yet. So mm. we talked to investors, they were very skeptical about this. You're just a student, you're doing this idea. Mm. I'm not so sure, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, today is different, yeah. Mm. Like today is much more better. Yeah. So I think, I, I'm, I'm very glad to see that the education system today in Malaysia is much more, much more developed compared to the one that was there. Yeah. So, mm. so that's like a bit of story uh, when, when, when I was in university. So I joined about competitions and followed some uh, some companies and projects, but uh, but most of them not very successful. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of factors like right? money, customers, yeah. the way the team and so on. Yeah. So I, I learned a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's part of the learning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Learn learn a lot in a hard mm-hmm. way or in, in a different ways. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I learned a lot, and that also contributed to to what to what actually uh, 
with what I'm building, what I'm building today, what I'm doing today, mm. with our emotions, we have a lot, a lot of lessons. So yeah. So after that, uh, I I also work in insurance companies, uh, yeah, insurance company in the insurance industry over five years. Yeah, okay. And I learned a lot about claims, mm. and that is so, how I get the opportunity. So this was after. So after you graduated, then you started, uh, you know, to try a few, a bunch of different companies, startups. And then yeah, in yeah, the no. end, and then during the graduation, I already, oh. I already tried, tried several companies. Yeah, right, right. Because oh, cool. You are a student, mm. right? You are kind of have no risk. Mm. If you fail, it's very smart. Mm. There's no risk. Yeah. <laughs> so that time I had learned a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm. And then after, after I, I think before I graduate, I actually get, a, I already get a job in the, uh, in the insurance industry. Yeah. Mm. And actually mainly from my father, my late father. Yeah. Mm. So he, he was actually working in the insurance industry for many years. And he said, Lex, please get a real job. <laughs> yeah. and, What's all this yeah, business on. nonsense? Right? <laughs> yeah. Go earn a yeah, living. Come on, that, that is a real job. No, for me, that's not a real job. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. I will try a corporate job one time. I will mm. see what's happening. So I tried a corporate job. I learned a lot, a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of hierarchies, politics around, a lot, a lot of things. A lot of old school stuff. And you know that I, I was in Korea, come back, I see a lot of things that can be automated. Yeah? Mm. So, so I actually suggest to the supervisor, bosses and so on, but it's very slow the process, very, very slow. And that time it was 10 years ago, it's, it's, it was quite many years ago. So mm-hmm. it's entrepreneurship or innovation, maybe it's not the thing in insurance company at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I find very, find very hard to actually help, help the insurance company, even though I have a lot of passion and so on. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of bosses also stuck with the, with the processes and so on. Yeah. So uh, at the end, uh, I, I leave the industry and read, a bit, a bit disappointed. Uh, uh, I do a lot of effort, but it doesn't work. But it's fine. Maybe this is not the right time, right? So it's fine. So I, I, also, I work in another company like Algerian Technology in Malaysia as a software engineer. Mm. Yeah, around one year. Yeah, and then uh, after that, uh, I decided, you know what? I want to go up to Malaysia to see what's happening out there. You know. Mm. So, so I. Yeah, I want to start the master program, and then, uh, and then. Focusing on the optics and photonics part, which is the, one of the major that I have um, when I was in university, and then I went there. I got a, I got a scholarship to uh, this European scholarship. I got, I got lucky again, got a European scholarship to study mm. my master degree in different countries around uh, around Europe. Mm. And and that time I learned a lot about technology part. I also learned about AI because image recognition technology is very very uh, very interesting area. Mm. That mm. one of the, my interests that time I discovered in master program. And then after that, uh, I graduated and then I was like, okay, what am I going to do, right? I go to Malaysia, I go, I was like, okay, since I'm in Europe, you know what? Like, explore a little bit. Huh? Mm. What so year was, was this? Like, okay, I, huh? What year was this? It was, uh, let me see. Uh, I think uh, 2005, I think 2005, yeah. Oh, okay. 2005, yeah. Mm. And then uh, that time, 2005, yeah, 2005, 2006, yeah, 2005 before 2006, yeah. Oh, 15, 2015, was, 2016. 50, oh, so yeah, 2000, yeah, sorry, 2015, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> that was my mistake, yeah, 2015. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, and then, uh, yeah, so, so, so I actually like, okay, insurance industry, yeah, interesting. Mm. Uh, Germany is one of the biggest insurance market in Europe, yeah, mm. and also Germany is, I mean, in average, I think, uh, uh, a German citizen had at least seven insurance policy or even seven to twelve insurance policy. So that's wow. a lot for them. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, I mean I, I think I think in Germany uh, or maybe in Europe Europe in general, uh, when you talk about insurance, you will talk about oh I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. But maybe in mm. Malaysia we say we do not need this, we do not need this, we do not need this. <laughs> I mean <laughs> you need myself. you have your, your car insurance, but even then it's only for the road tax. Like. <laughs> yeah, just for the road test. Yeah. For them, they want to cover uh, as much as possible. I think mm. I think because of different country is different mindset, so purchasing power is different. So yeah, so 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 I said like, okay, very big industry, and I try to understand how the claim process going because that's what 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 I'm very interested in. Uh, I expect everything must be automated and fast track because of it's a developed country, right? Mm. So I go to the claim department, I have a chance to check, and then I figured out actually not the case. I'm very surprised. Mm. Okay. Is it maybe Germany and Malaysia the same? Maybe hmm. okay. Mm. Maybe I'm not lucky. So you know what? Maybe I go to France, go to Spain to check it out, to ask some colleagues and so on, ask some of my connections. But it's actually almost the same. I was like, oh, 
Some so they're all manual too? Yes, quite manual. I mean, there are some parts automated, but it's pretty similar. Yeah? Mm. So I was like, huh, what is going on? Yeah? Mm. Okay, maybe in the US it's different. So I went to the US, so I checked. But in the US, uh, actually many of them still manual. But only very big insurance company, they have some automated part. But still, quite majority of them still manual. So mm. I was like, okay, this is a good opportunity because the, the mindset and I think the entrepreneurship mindset just come up. And I was like, okay, what we can do with the AI? Because I, I studied about the image recognition technology in my university. I was like, okay. So I told one of my friends that I knew in South Korea. Hmm. Yeah. So I so you remember in South Korea, uh, we have like uh, each Southeast Asian country we have we have like selected so like the person to go to a scholarship to South Korea, right? Yeah. So we have one in Cambodia, one in Vietnam. Mm. That also was in South Korea. And they are they are major in computer science only, but mm. then I was engineer, so a bit different. But then after this year, I mean along the way I was working with them some hobby projects. But after mm. this year I I, I was I, I asked them what they think about this problem in the mm. insurance industry. Yeah. And they were the back rest, in uh, they were back in Cambodia and back in Vietnam uh, yeah. at the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that that time, yeah. But then uh, some of them, uh, actually one of them actually, actually also Europe that time. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah, I think I was like, okay, yeah, what's going on? I mean, what they are thinking about? And then after that, they they thought like, wow, this is a great opportunity. And then I say, you know what? Why don't we do this? So one of them is AI scientist, one of them is software developer. After after they have graduated, they are working in this field already. So I was like, mm. okay, why would you come together and form Motion Scott to help this industry? Yeah. And then they, they decided to come together and then we found Motion Scout in 2016. So, so we've got a Malaysian, a Cambodian, and a Vietnamese setting up a company. And also in a German. Germany. Yeah, we have and a German. A, ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, setting yeah. up something in Germany. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so. so how, how, did that, <laughs> how did that happen? I mean, how does that happen, you know, in terms of... The, the logistics, the... the, the yeah, the, the, that is not difficult because first of all, I am not a German, so... Hmm. Oh, I, are you not? I mean, found... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because uh, founding a company in your own country, in your own uh, regulations, or it's already very difficult. You imagine if you found a company in a foreign country, it's even more difficult. Hmm. Because there's an extra layer, extra thing that you need to consider. Hmm. For example, the, the registration is different, the language is different, and the visa that you stay there to do this kind of thing is different. Mm. Yeah. So there's extra thing you need. That is not related to business at all. <laughs> yeah. right? You need to be concerned about this. Yeah. So yes, at the beginning, it's a lot of challenges. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of help from our German colleague. Yeah. Mm. He helped us a lot. A lot of bureaucracy thing. I mean, as a German, you don't even, I mean, as a German people, I mean, my colleague, right? He don't even, he don't even care about immigration thing. He's German, right? Then mm. he figured out, wow, there's a lot of immigration issue. Yeah. <laughs> for, for you for and your yeah, for the Germany, other team. Yeah. so he, he's trying to help a lot yeah? so, so yes there's a lot of challenges at the beginning but mm. yeah we all figured out we need some connections to, to, to sort out all these things and so on yeah so so yeah and then the law is different the tax taxation in Germany is very 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 complicated and very very strict so uh, so yeah we have to be very careful about this the, the penalty mm. is very very hard yeah? mm. so yeah all these things uh, we, we, we are very real yeah we sort it out at the end, yeah. So, so 2016, the four of you decided to set up Motions Club in, yeah. in Germany. Where in Germany? In Munich? In Mannheim, actually. Okay, another <laughs> smaller town in, in Germany. Yeah, yeah. One of the town is uh, one hour away uh, to the north of Frankfurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The why we are moving there, I mean, because I, I actually, uh, I was in Karlsruhe. It's one of the city that, that where the university was, uh, where mm. they are. In Karlsruhe? Karlsruhe, it's called Karlsruhe. Okay. It's a one hour below Frankfurt. Yeah. Mm. So, so why uh why yeah, why we moved to Mannheim? Because one of the business angels that, that actually I was pitching in university, yeah. Mm. And then one of the business angels actually looked at us and said, Hi, this is a good idea, Lex. And then the team, Motion Scout. You know what? Uh please come to uh Mannheim. Yeah, I have a office space for you for free. I can coach you for free. It's fine. I don't invest. But I willing to spend time to actually continue to help you. Mm. you so, yeah. so when you set up your company in 2016, um, mm -hmm. did you have a, a solution already that you're developing, or how how does that work at that time? Uh, that time we don't have any solution. <laughs> hmm. We have a uh, hang, hang a prototype. 
like a like like a like a click dummy. Yeah, mm. just just click click yeah. And then uh, that time is also where uh, we have been talking to some customer already in 2015 mm. at the end of the mm. year. And then one of the customers said, "You know what? We want to have a side contract with you." I was like, okay. What was the what was the problem you were trying to solve? So we are solving the problem of uh, claim adjuster, only claim adjuster. Yeah. Mm. So claim adjuster, claim expert, they, they need a better tools to do their claim claim management on the mobile. You know, uh, take take pictures. And, so that was just like a first prototype that we were doing. Mm. Mm. And then uh, one of the customers said, "You know what?" Uh, even if it's a click dummy, we, 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 we want to sign contract with you. We want to start as soon as possible. I was like, wow, okay. Mm. But then we said, wait, we don't have a company yet. <laughs> ah, so, so that's <laughs> so when you had to set up. Mm. Yeah, so mm. that's 2015. And then I was like, oh, we don't have a company. Okay, we need to set up now. Okay, okay then let's do it. Yeah, and then and then, yeah, and then the business to help us, the German company help us. We do a lot of immigration stuff, you know, set up things. Stuff. I mean, you can actually set up a company without, without being... Um, Without a German citizen, you can be a foreigner as well. Yeah, mm. so we figure out all this thing, set up a company, and then, uh, and then, yeah, and then after that, uh, and then that, uh, yeah, we found the company. Yeah, and then we sign a yeah we sign a we sign a contract, and after that we start to develop the yeah the yeah the software. I think it took us like about one or two months to develop the first prototype. They can use it, and then and then after that continue and continue. Yeah. So that was the start, but it, it it was not easy at the beginning. I think we were we we would get lucky. Because they are also also one of the one of the one of the uh, they, they are not a big corporate company but they are also one of the new companies, mm. and and that had a lot of, uh, they have a lot of opportunity and so on mm. and they have budget so so yes so that's so help me understand the the landscape in Germany then this is around 2015 uh, yeah. when you know so the four of you you know you have these ideas and you said you started pitching here and there so. How was the how was the scene in terms of for startups over there? Sounds like you know there were, there was a lot of uh, things going on, opportunities for you to actually present your your ideas. Yes, uh, so one of the startup hub, I think one of the best startup hub in, in in Germany is in Berlin. Yeah, Berlin I think is most of one of the most mature one in Germany, and then second followed by Munich. Yeah, and then and, and also it depends on what kind of uh, startup you are. So if you are B to B to C, Berlin is better. And if it's your B to B, Munich probably will be better. Yeah. So it depends. Yeah. Okay. And then and then of course the VC. Also most of the VC are staying in Berlin. I also mm. stay in uh, Munich. Mm. So you can imagine, right? So being there is actually better. So you are close to VC. You, especially when you set up meeting, you can right away meet them. Rather than you always travel back and forth with the, with your city. So mm. so yeah, I think this is the two landscape. And and of course, there's a lot of incentive from uh, from government as well. Like if you're a business angel, you got a tax incentive. Uh, if you invest, I, I I don't know how many how much the the cap. You invest, you get you get the tax back because mm. uh, unless you invest one hundred thousand, you get tax back twenty percent. You know, which is very good. Mm. Good incentive, right? Yeah. So so yeah, that's the that's the landscape. And also, university also have entrepreneurship course, all this thing. Encouragement and entrepreneurs also born born from the university as well, yeah. So and then yeah, mm. I think it's pretty. I mean not. I mean, it, it, I mean it's very comparable. I mean sometimes you cannot compare with the Silicon Valley or in the US. You know, there's always a gap or UK, right? Mm. So but then in Germany, Berlin and Munich is one of the top one. And then uh, in my in my city is in my university is called Karlsruhe, yeah. Uh, it's also quite good uh, because uh, tech talents there, a lot of tech talents there, yeah, mm. that uh, that can actually that investor actually interested invest in tech talent, especially founders that can be a tech talent, because they can develop the software as a founder without outsourcing. Yeah. So one more thing, and the other things that I think is kind of luxury in Germany is the government actually support uh support uh high technology, uh high technology. Uh, ideas that born from born in uh, born, uh, born, uh, born in university, for example, oh, okay. uh, yeah, for example, the government will pay salary. Actually, a good, I think, quite a good, handsome salary, uh, two thousand euro, uh, for up to three founders in university for one year mm. for free without anything. It's a grant. Yeah, to go and, and, they also and, get and set up a business with the idea. Yeah, mm. and then. 
uh, yeah, and then after that, uh, they have a strong budget for development, buying equipment, buying some updates and everything. I think all around is around 100,000 euro, including the salary of the founders for one year. Yeah, and they can focus on this idea yeah, mm. without worrying much and get mm. the idea off the ground. And of course, this program is very competitive. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of yeah. I apply, 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 apply. Mm. Right? A lot of competitive. Yeah. And if, if your idea is very high tech and very business viable, yeah, come on, we'll fund it. So I think this is a good opportunity uh, for, a, for a student that, that, mm. that is young and no risk, no much risk at the beginning to actually try something crazy and try something uh, risk. Uh, but these are uh, for German citizens like? or any students oh, no, no. in the university? Any student in the university, even you're not you're foreigners, it's fine. Wow. Yeah. I saw so you I, have a good idea. Yeah. The is idea, high tech, mm. it's not viable, these three mm. things. But obviously they have to, to do it in Germany like, and I think that's probably the goal. Like. Of course, yes. Of course. Uh, to I mean, nurture, I mean, right? To nurture this. Yeah, yeah because the main purpose is to uh, increase the uh, entrepreneurship, economic, economic, uh, yeah, economic unit economics, right? Mm. Also, uh, government, I mean, at the end, it, if the economy is good, and then they've got taxes, I think the same is any, any, any other countries, right? Yeah. If you have a good business, the government can, can, can get taxes. That's mm. opportunities that, that they wanted in Germany. And of course, they want to attract talent as well. If the foreigners can stay here and actually have entrepreneurship here, the technical background here, yeah, attract talent and stay, retain the talent as well. So let's go back to Motions Cloud then. So 2016, you've got your first customer, you, who lucky enough for you, like you say, you developed your first solution with your customer. Yeah. Um, and there was four of you. So then, then what happened after that? Yeah, so after that, uh, we, we, we actually uh, accepted into the accelerator program uh, in Munich. Yeah? Mm. And that's where we moved to Munich. Okay. So, so, yeah, so after half a year in Mannheim, then we, then we go to Munich. Mm-hmm. And then we, no, I think, yeah, we, we moved to Munich and then uh, then this is where our company is based right now. Yeah. Mm. And then in Munich, in the accelerator program, we actually, uh, the accelerator program is very special. It's only for insure tech company. So it means uh, they have uh, 10 insurance company partners actually in the program. They're actually helping us mm. to actually uh, nurture our ideas, get custom feedback and understand what they actually want, what they actually need in the market. And so what on. was the yeah. program called? What was the accelerator program called? It's called uh, Reg 1 InsurTech Accelerator. Mm. W1 Forward InsurTech Accelerator program. But now it's different now. They name it differently right now. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's okay. just been a few years already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and at that time, we feel very helpful because uh, we actually, our solution changed after we have speak to this insurance company because we, we know that in the industry what they actually need mm. and, and, and then and we also found that we also learned this kind of uh, feedback from the other countries as how we expanded the other countries as well and then yeah it's very very helpful very, very insightful mm. advice from them and 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 we actually currently working in one of the companies there as well mm. so yeah so go into a bit more detail then uh, in terms of your of Moshe's cloud itself so you yeah, had sure. your first customer yeah. and then, then what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, b- before I was talking about, we were, we were developing something for adjuster, right? Mm. Yeah, only for adjuster. But then after that, we figured out that what actually industry need is an automated process, automated process for the, uh, for the whole process, if possible. Yeah? So, well, okay, we're going to do this. But then they have their own claim system. We can't, I mean, claim system is owned by somebody or, or in-house, right? And then we can't actually automate them. I mean, they have own system, they can't change the system easily, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, what are we gonna do, right? So it's like, okay, what if we have some modules and connect into the into existing system that can automate part of the process? So, huh, okay, this is a good idea. Yeah. And then after that, we look at the whole value chain of this claims process, and we found out the points that we can actually uh, automate. So, uh, so yeah, so that's why we speak to this uh, insurance company that actually share with us like, what the process, what the things that we can improve and so on. And then at the end, we come up with a solution which is called claims automations modules. Yeah. So these modules can be connected in the existing system through web services and APIs. So how this work is, we have a customer facing module, we have a, a evaluation module and also inspection modules. Yeah. So, so maybe let me take you through a use case. Mm, so for sure. example, uh, let's talk about uh, vehicle claims. Yeah. Let's say when you have a claims today, at least in Europe or in the US, yeah, uh, or, yeah, they usually when you have a claims, you call the insurance company. The first thing you do, you call the insurance company, 
you call your loved one, you call your broker agent, or corporate. Yeah. But let's say you call your insurance company, insurance company will, will actually register the claims for you on their system. Yeah. And then after that, uh, you get a text message, SMS in real time on your phone. You click on the text message, you open up a web browser on your phone. You look, 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 like, look just like, like your app, like an app, but it's not an app, it's a web browser not app. Yeah. So that. you can right away take pictures, all the things that you need, and you put on some details. And so for example, you had a bit of an accident, right? So you take a picture yes, of your car. Yes, you have a fender bender uh, of, mm -hmm. your, of your car, yeah, you want to fix it soon, and then you have concern, you call, you get it. Yeah. So uh, why I'm talking about call? Because today, right, I mean, you have a chatbot, you have a web form, you have anything online. But over 60% of the claims today still calling me. Mm. Even this is a behavior, and these people want it now. They want to solve it now. And, and, and maybe that's, that's the reason, but I think in the future they will change it, but today it's still calling in a lot. So that's why the channel today we are focusing on is still call, calling in. Mm. Yeah. So after the call, then we send the SMS, then they click on the, and then they upload pictures. And mm. after that it's finished, they upload the pictures and then it's finished, then they have the claims, uh, claims journey, know what's going on on their mobile as well. So just the same link, they click, they say, ah, okay, it's going on, okay, I'm relaxed, I can go home and do whatever I want. Yeah, it's fine. And then the next thing is, see, we have a lot, a lot of pictures. That's where the AI uh, image recognition or computer vision technology come in. So it actually scan the pictures and identify what kind of what kind of damage, yeah, what kind of uh, part needs to be replaced and repaired and so on. And then we will show it to the recommendation to the insurance company. And the insurance company can decide uh, to settle the claims or, or compare to estimate with the, uh, with the workshop yeah, and check it out and prove and so on. It's very quick and easy, yeah. So this is, and then after that, if it's a very light, a very easy case, a very low, low claims value case, they can actually approve and right away repair, replace quickly, uh, or even cash payment, depends on uh, each uh, country's and insurance company, how they settle the claims. Yeah. I think Itiga, you all have, uh, have a cash payment already, yeah, mm -hmm. which is very, very good. It's one of the best practices in, in actually Europe and US actually. Yeah. Mm. And so then, if, I'm oh, sorry, uh, I just wanted to go back to the the area that you've actually helped these companies, right? Because you were saying yes. that whole journey was probably manual before, right? So yes. which which part of that journey was something that you guys brought in the AI to um, to help? Sure. So uh, for AI part, it's more on the evaluation of the images. Uh, so uh, using computer vision technology to scan the pictures and understand what kind of part has to be replaced or repaired, how severe it is, and then around how much it would cost, like a reference point, mm -hmm. so that they can compare with the uh, with the estimate that get from workshop, yeah. And then the, and then they say, okay, if it's within the range, we approve workshop right away, repair, replace quickly. Yeah. If it's not in the range, then we need to take a look. Yeah. And maybe there's something not clear that we need to do inspection. Yeah. And then the inspection part, uh, that's where that you do the video call with the uh, with the customers, yeah, uh, or, or with the workshop. To see, to see, let's say there's a supplement, you know, oh, you say there's more damage, okay, let's, let's show me please. Yeah. So these kind of things. And, and one of the unique, I mean, there are some solutions about the video call as well uh, out there. Yeah. One of the unique points about us is uh, uh, the user that actually with, with the phone, they do not need to install any app. So uh, so that do not need to install any extra app on the, on the phone. They can right away click on the link on the web browser again. You start the video call right away on the web browser on the phone. And then right away, uh, get the pictures and video recorded and so on. Yeah. So this is this is another part. So just to summarize a little bit. So how what, what we help is on the customer side, we give a self-service customer side to get as much information as possible as earliest as possible when the claims registered through a phone call. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then lead them to digital channel. So so you see the first point is a is a call and after that all is digital channel. And then after that, which we have the pictures, we do the AI automation on the, on the computer vision technology. Then we scan and get a reference and get an estimate uh, settlement. And then settle right away if it's a, if it's a low claims value. If it's a not clear supplement or something that is maybe fraud or something, you can do a live video inspection and then directly. And then after that, you also can do the settlement. Yeah. So mm -hmm. these are the where, where we point, point out. So what about, there's two things I wanted to ask. Um, one is from your team standpoint. So how did you grow and where are your developers? Obviously, 
resources in Germany, if you have locals, it'll be very expensive, right? So where, where do you get the technology talent from? Um, and number so, two uh, is, how do you go to market lah, um, over there, right? Being this, I guess, it's, a, it's pretty much a foreign company, right? How do you go to market and be competitive out there? Yeah, so yeah, first thing first about the about the team. Mm. So uh, so we have uh, two, two business people and two tech people. So um, me and Alexis actually, uh, Alexis, uh, Alexis Hanka, yeah. Uh, he, we are Your German local part. partner. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. The business part where uh, where we are handling uh, sales, marketing, and also uh, fundraising. So for, for fundraising, mostly me. Yeah. And mm. then Alexis is supporting me. And then uh, for the technical side, SAI will be Pablo. And then uh, application development will be set up off. Yeah. So they are in the tech side. Yeah. So, so this is how we, how we have this. And we have functional team. Uh, we have functional team of like a AI team and also and also the, the the application development team. So today we have around twenty people, yeah. And we have uh, most of the, our tech. Uh, I mean, most of our tech. Uh, our management is actually based in Germany. Most of them, and then uh, and then we have some tech tech team members in Southeast Asia. Yeah. So so yeah. So uh, half 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 in Europe, half in half mm-hmm. in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So I guess working remotely this way is not something that's a problem, it sounds like. No, uh, we have we have we have we have started to work remotely since day one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because uh yeah. Because it's because even though in Germany we are not at the same place sometimes. So mm. remotely. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So uh yeah, so this is the team. And then for the go to market strategy, uh so we at the beginning, uh yeah. At the beginning, since we, are, we have Alexis, right? Alexis is actually a former CEO of a claim management company. Hmm. So, claim management company, he has a lot of connection already in the market. Yeah. Right. Right. He knows the process, he knows claims. Yeah. So, this is how, how we get started. Uh, and also, uh, from, 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 uh, from my side, I also need to build a brand in, in Germany because uh, nobody knows me so at the beginning. Yeah. So, so, yes. So, that also takes some time. So we are uh, with the support of uh, accelerator program, uh, with support of Alexis, actually 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 help 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 us to establish a brand in Germany, and in Europe, and also internationally actually. Yeah. Mm. So, I I mean I mean I I did a lot of stuff when I when I was in university, uh, because I I I was also a digital marketer. Yeah. So I know how to do internet marketing quite quite well. So I think we did a quite well uh, digital marketing when I was starting Motion's car, and then I'm actually one of the InsurTech influencer. Yeah, so I I I often get invited to uh to InsurTech insurance conferences to speak about claims automations. Mm. I think that's also one of the way that build build the brand of Motion's car, mm. and also uh, getting trust and so uh, yeah credibilities in the market as well. Yeah, so. So look forward. So looking forward a little bit then. So you guys are. I mean, to be to be fair to you guys, it's only been three four years, right? Since you like full on. Yes, about four yeah, years. It's, yeah. it's fairly new still. Um, yeah. So, is the market still there to expand within Germany, within Europe, even uh, before you go even elsewhere, or what are your plans? Ah, uh, so uh, I. I as for today, uh, we already in uh, in in three continent <laughs> to be, mm. to be, yeah, to be to, yeah in three continent. So our main customer is in uh, so we have customer in the US, uh, in in Germany, in Netherlands, in Italy, and in Austria, and in Southeast Asia. Yeah, so mm. Southeast Asia mainly Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah. So this is today we are already in, in this market, and of course we we don't have like 10, 20 clients in one country. No, we have one or two clients in these countries. Mm. And 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 I think thanks to the digital marketing that we have we have did very well that actually helped us to get exposure to other countries yeah and and and, and yeah and then this is what we have what we are today and then uh, of course we for expansion we will we would like to continue expanding our market in a in a, in a market that we are existing in yeah of course uh, through customer reference through the customer networks and uh, through the help of the investor. And also our network, and also through digital marketing, yeah. And of course, uh, at the beginning, I think we will focusing on, yeah. So, so uh, me myself actually focusing on international market, and then Alexis uh, mostly uh, focusing on the German speaking market, which is uh, which is Austria, Germany, and also Switzerland. Mm. 
So this is how we separated. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, you said when you were doing your masters over there and you did your little travel and, and research and you found yeah. that the insurance industry was similar in terms of it's pretty much manual everywhere. So it sounds like your hypothesis was correct. Right? <laughs> yes. I was thinking, <laughs> I was, yeah, maybe Malaysia, Germany, the same, you know, <laughs> it's actually not. It's actually pretty much the same all across the country. I think because of insurance itself, I think the, um, the personality of this or, or the characteristic of this uh, insurance is a risk adverse, right? So, uh, so maybe trying new things at the beginning is not, not that, not that common, but I think now they, I mean, at, at least for the trend, I think insure tech, insure tech started to be started in 2015. So actually almost at, at the end of 2015 and then 2016 gradually grow. And now insure tech is pretty much, uh, I mean, getting better and better and many insurance companies are aware that they need to innovate. They need to uh, have a better process. And, and actually not because of innovation, it's also pressure from the, uh, from the economic point of view because of the uh, interest rate is getting lower. They kind of mm. cover the economic, uh, unit economics. Mm. Uh, and also the customer expectation is different as well as the new players in the market that's very automated and very lean and very cheap and very, very, very fast. Yeah, can meet customer expectation. So, so I think other insurance company that is big, yeah, they had to be going faster, faster in this direction, and that's where, in terms of claim management, I think that's where we we are becoming that we want to access, want to help the insurance company. I guess from an insurance industry standpoint, generally, right? So, as you say, you have you have your client in the US, in Europe, and then in Asia. Between the three, you can obviously see the different maturity of the of the industry, right? So, so which ones are the most mature, the most ahead of its time, and what can the areas like in in Asia can learn that's coming down the pipeline in terms of the changes to the industry itself? Okay, okay. Uh, oh, this is a big question. <laughs> It's a lot of speculation, but yes. Sure. I, I mean, yeah. being the in, insure tech influencer, I'm sure you have some answers. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, in the US, uh, I, I mean, it depends on what kind of uh, insurance carrier that you're looking at. If you're talking mm. about big carriers, uh, they are pretty advanced. Uh, they are a lot of investment. They are a lot of in-house uh, R&D center actually doing this. Uh, and and they are actually doing quite a few years already. But, uh, but sometimes they still need help from the uh, from a company like us because uh, because you don't know what you don't know right so so somebody and, and also with our companies that help because you know insurance companies are very rigid and also very bureaucracy driven so sometimes they still need help from startup to actually make it think faster or maybe they need to have collaboration to make it faster so so in terms of uh, accepting innovations uh, innovation new things I think US uh, in the US ahead of the time yeah, mm-hmm. so they if you have new ideas, they're willing to spend. They want to take a risk to actually try it out, and then after that, I get a result, do pilots, and so on. So this is the things that I can see so far. The US are very advanced, and then uh, in Europe, it's it's slightly less, less, uh, less. They are much more uh, risk averse, but I can see that they already changed the mindset along this year. Yeah, so they are much more have better appetite, appetite to actually try new things, and they set up some sort of innovation budget. So that they can enable this moving forward, yeah. and and then in in Asia, uh, I think I think in Asia it depends on what which uh, which companies, yeah, uh, it, because I think in Asia you can move quite fast, but it also depends on the uh, depends on which uh, which uh, which insurance company, if it's local, if it's international, yeah, because some of the international company they still need to refer to headquarters to try new things, mm. so it means. So, so thing down now. If local one, um, they can actually make a decision. Uh, but then, of course, at the end, it still lead to the uh, management as well. Sometimes, mostly on on the individual that you're dealing with, or, or with the management you're dealing with. Yeah. So, so I can see that the things that I I, I see that I can I think if for Asia insurance company, I think they can actually learn probably can set up uh, innovation uh, innovation department. I think Etika has one right now already. Yeah. Yeah. The innovation department that has a budget, they can help the business unit 
because you know that sometimes when you go to business unit, you want to get some budget, it's very hard for them to get a budget like this. So if you have an innovation budget for them, that's like, they, they were like, oh, you know what? Oh, budget is from other department. Actually, they, we are benefiters. So they are, they are much more keen to, to, to actually try it out. So this is one thing that I see uh, from the US company that, yeah, 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 that we had. And also in, also in, in, in Europe as well. Yeah. So maybe this is one way to, to help the organization to move forward a little bit. I know, I mean, trying new things sometimes can be fail. This one, of course, we want to help. We want to avoid failure. But the most important part is learning, yeah? mm. the learning part. And of course, choosing the right partners. You don't want to choose a partners that only have an idea, right? You have to choose at least there are some customers, there are some proof for other customers. Then, then you can try it out. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think this is some one of the things that I think uh, you all can uh, can learn from it. And I, I also don't know uh, in 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 Asia uh, in Asia. I mean, when I talk about Asia, I don't. I, I'm not talking about China. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> China is a different thing. <laughs> Sometimes they are much more uh, advanced in certain technology mm. uh, compared, compared to other other part of the world. Yeah, and, and and then I think the other thing is uh, I I don't know uh, because many insurance companies also have nowadays especially big uh, medium one they have a VC arms. Yeah, the VC arm actually can help uh, help the organization to to actually learn and also be part of this big uh, big disruption or big enabler of the insure tech. So they can be part of this market as well to learn from it, and maybe at the end they can they can get benefit a lot from them. So maybe this is another thing that 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 uh, Asian insurance company can explore. Yeah. It was interesting that you mentioned in in twenty fifteen when there was that uh, insure tech focused accelerator, and the sponsors for that are all the competing in insurance companies, right? Yes, they are competitor. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And yet they use the same platform to, to get the, yes, the new yes. ideas. And of course, this is also driven by government. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. Government say, hey, insurance company, you know, hey, <laughs> let's come yeah. together. Government have some subsidy, of course. Mm. So this is, so I think sometimes government play a lot of role in, in, in this kind of innovation as well. So, uh, so maybe this is also something we can learn. So coincidentally, you were there at the right time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, InsurTech, you know. <laughs> I mean, before that, there's no InsurTech search. I mean, if you look at Google search, right, InsurTech started actually 2016 in the beginning and go up, up, up and then today is pretty pretty high. Of course, you, you compare to FinTech, uh, InsurTech still not as much as FinTech yet. Yeah. And of course, I think this is the direction they are going much, much mm. better. So I guess coming to the end of the chat, Let's find out a little bit more about Lex Tan himself. Lah. So you've been away from home now for, I don't know what, five, six years now? Or even a bit longer? Yeah, yeah, right. So when, when are you going to bring back all this technology back to Penang? I already did. I mean, every year I, I, come, uh, I go back, I go back to Malaysia uh, to visit my family, to visit our customers in KL. Yeah. I think most of the insurance companies are in KL, right? So I think that's how, that's why I met you also. Yeah. This year, right? Yeah, yeah, this year. Last year. Right? This year. Last year. I think it was annual last year, wasn't it? Oh. No, no, this year. Yeah, it, this year. Of- <laughs> <laughs> it feels a long time ago. Yeah, it feels a long time, right? Because of Corona. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 right. So, mm. yes, so, uh, yeah, so uh, every year, I, I, yeah, I went back, uh, I, I go back to Malaysia to meet my, my parents, and also meet, uh, I meet some customers. And that is how I, uh, I we, because we're already working with Malaysian uh, companies. And then uh, this one way that we can we can help Malaysia. Uh, I actually have, usually when I go back to Malaysia, I always have uh, several meetings with the clients or with, with potential clients to get some feedback. To, it is something we need to adapt further in Malaysia market. Yeah, and then to learn, to get, yeah. And then some of them, they are interested, they want to try and so on. So yes. And of course, along this way, we seem to be looking remotely. We also can do video calls and so on. And we do support remotely, even in Asian time. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I think right now, it's kind of like a border, borderless right now. It is. <laughs> because everybody works from home. And yeah. you see, like, I'm talking to you right now, but 
I actually can be in Penang or maybe in your next door, right? That's but right. But we still can be right. on Zoom, right? Yeah. So I think I think the way of we work could change a little bit after the after this crisis, after the Corona crisis. I think. Mm. So uh, I think this will continue this kind of working stuff, mm. but we will see. So, as a final question to you, yes. what would your advice be then for companies in Malaysia, startups in Malaysia, or even guys who are just thinking about setting a business, right? What's your advice if they want to, hey, I want to start my company in Germany too, or somewhere else in Europe, right? Or in US. What would your advice be? Think twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I think... Uh, I think in many developed countries, especially, uh, they are they are actually encourage uh, foreigners to actually uh, form business in in their uh, in in the foreign countries, uh, mm. because uh, because you know, economic sense, because of talent retention, yeah, all these things. So actually, in the developed country, I think you you need to figure out how the local works, yeah. And if you're in Germany, you can contact me always. I'm happy to give advice. Yeah? Mm. And in other countries, so you, you can try to figure out the in the immigration, they need you, they have some, uh, I think in some country, they have fast track entrepreneur visa. So you can have, you can have a fast track entrepreneur visa. I think you can issue in two, two weeks. Mm. You can be an entrepreneur. You can stay in, in mm. the country to, to, to develop your ideas and so on. Of course, you need some money or maybe you need some, uh, some, some, uh, some VC or maybe some angels already there. Maybe you have some customer already, like say they want to, use your product and so on. Yeah. So this is, if you want to start in the foreign countries, uh, so these are the things that you need to first thing is a visa and can you stay to work on your idea. So this is the first thing. And second thing, if you're a student, I think you always, if you're just a student, you always can do the, uh, you also can start the company because as, as a student, you just need to make sure that you don't, uh, you don't exceed, uh, exceed the limitation of the, of the, of the requirements of the being student or being of a student visa. Be the entrepreneur. So, so this is two things that you need to aware uh, before thinking about starting the company. Mm. And, and of course, uh, being entrepreneur. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, people will say, "Oh, I want to be entrepreneur. I want to be entrepreneur. I want to be entrepreneur." But, but, but it's not easy. Easy job. It's not an easy journey. You have to be very passionate, believe in your ideas, and you need to solve a real problem. Because many, many, many of people at the beginning they just think that they solve a problem in their mind, but they never talk talk to the customer. And then when the when 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 you talk to customer, they feel like this is actually not the actual problem. The actual problem is this. So if you have already built the product for that, then it's a shame because you have spent a lot of energy and a lot of money on it. Yeah. What if you, you know it before you build the product, right? So so mm. I think customer development and uh, problem problem uh, problem discovery is very important at the beginning to actually solve the right problem. Yeah, because at the beginning you you remember I talk about I told you, uh, we built an adjusting. Uh, adjusting application, adjustment? Mm. Adjustment, yeah. But at the end, the insurance company not looking at that. They want different way. Mm. So that's one way we discover. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Please, uh, please try. Please, uh, please. Yeah, my advice to, to the uh, potential entrepreneur, want to be entrepreneur. Yeah, solve the right problem. Uh, customer discovery. Talk to your customer. Even though you just an idea, you get some feedback, and uh, and and uh, and. Uh, yeah, make sure you're really passionate about it. It's not easy journey. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of things you need to take care of: teams, languages, uh, cultures, customers, money, taxes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah all this. How's you your How's your German? German, uh, still still keeping up. Yeah, uh, still keeping up. It's not It's not easy language. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can read it easily, right? German. It's one of the yeah, easier yeah. ones to. <laughs> no, not really. The German grammar is very complicated, yeah. That's but it. I think the way they pronounce the word is very yeah, easy. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. If, you, if you ask a German pronounce Malaysian word, they can pronounce it correctly. If you ask a Malaysian pronounce German word, they can pronounce it correctly. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. I took, up, a, I took up a German course for one term and after that, we're getting it. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey, thanks a lot, man. And uh, Stay safe. Uh, sorry, Aran. Mm. Uh, one, more, one more thing I want to recommend about a book. Oh, okay. It's called The Mum Test. I don't know you all know about this book. It's mm. called The Mum Test. Okay. So this is one of the good books to uh, customer discover, discovery for entrepreneurs. 
to discover is it real problem, is it the thing that you're solving. So when you work, when you're asking a potential customer, you don't want to ask a buyer bias question. Mm. Because if you ask a bias question, you always get the answer you need. But you don't want to get the answer you want. You want to get the honest answer. Yeah. So so yeah, I recommend uh every entrepreneur uh I wanna be or, or or you don't know about this book yet, read about the Mount, Mount Test. test. Hmm. Yeah. So Interesting. If, if, yeah, to give you one example, if you want if you okay, if you talk to your mom, huh? talk to your loved one, you have one idea. Whatever the idea is so shared, they will say, Oh my god, this is a good idea. Please do it. <laughs> because they want to support you, they want to they want to hurt you, they want to be supportive to you, right? Hmm. But actually, this idea maybe is, is not good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you, you want to ask the questions that's non-biased, that even your mom say, this is a bad idea. Like, yeah. So that's my... That is <laughs> that's the my best. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. thanks, man. Thank you so much, man. So I will see you next time you're back in KL. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought that we we're gonna do this in person, but uh, <laughs> you know, circumstances yeah. have changed. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. definitely, we'll meet up. Uh, stay safe over there. Absolutely. You too, man. Yeah. Okay. All right, Lex. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.